Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's everybody's favorite time of the week, the weekly roundup. That's you. That's your turn. I know. I just, do we want to keep doing the witch every time? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey guys, thanks for tuning back in. This week we have to talk again about Russia. So as we predicted, money has been flowing into the crypto market and it's going up. And a lot of that potentially is Russian money because their ruble has been devalued so much from these sanctions that crypto is acting as it's supposed to, as a safe haven against uh, economic turmoil. And in fact, some Russians have been paying upwards of $20,000 in premium to buy Bitcoin. Right. Well, it, it's not exactly, but it's, if you th think about how much the ruble has gone down in value, it's gone down about 30% in the last like week, which is insane. And I feel really bad for the Russian people who now, you know, their inflation has just gone through the roof and their buying power is gone, you know, ostensibly. And so the idea that the ruble can buy less Bitcoin now, so it's almost like they're spending $20,000 more, but it, if you were buying Bitcoin a month ago with the ruble, you could buy almost twice as much as you can now. So yikes, but Not good. once again, we talk about how easy it is and the accessibility of crypto and why it's so important and why you should be your own bank. And I've heard that before, I wonder where. Yeah, where was that? Anyway, the fact that your bank is your phone, right? Is that you have access. And in fact, people have been using crypto to the tune of over $50 million now. Wow. Has been donated to the Ukrainian causes in crypto. So yep. like, come on, like this is, this has been the fastest. I mean, we are in the crypto wars. Yeah. But crypto this is- This is the first crypto war. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And the fact that we're using it for good, primarily, I mean, I'm sure Russia's also, you know, doing their thing with crypto. But. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to look at the flip side of that, too. So we've got Russian people flooding their money and rushing into crypto, right? <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, thanks. Um, but, I mean, equally as valid, the Russian government that have been cut off from all these different um, institutions and global financial sectors are probably going to try to get into crypto too to True. potentially fund their war effort. So that that could be an issue. And in fact, the Ukrainian uh, vice prime minister, he asked a lot of these top crypto exchanges to cut off Russian accounts. Mm. He asked Binance, Coinbase, Kraken to cut them off. And, and all of them pretty much unanimously said no. And the reason is, well, there's a couple of reasons. One is that they don't, they don't want to jeopardize the integrity of what cryptocurrency is meant to be, right. which is a tool for financial freedom. So if you start blocking people, then you're, you're, you're degrading the integrity of the purpose of crypto. And I think Coinbase put it well, if they were to freeze Russian accounts, the main people they're going to hurt are the Russian people. Right which is not their intention and no. really isn't going to solve any problems. No, and they're in just as much trouble now. I mean, it's not their fault that their government is the bully, right? Right. And if they're trying to go to their bank that's been closed or seized or who knows what their access to the ruble is, let alone the fact that it's gone down in value so much. So this, you know, this crypto sphere is both good and bad, but if I'm a Russian citizen, I'm going to want to have more crypto because I'm going to be able to, you know, access more things. In fact, Google Pay and Apple Pay 
have canceled their services in Russia. So if you're using any technology almost, it's been sanctioned at this point. So it's a scary thought, you know, that you that this this tech sector can kind of do what they want, but I mean, we've known that for a while and there will be regulation for, you know, the but we're we're, we're regulating the evil doers now. So that's a good thing. I th- I think, you know, yeah, and I mean, since this is a crypto war, it goes both ways. Ukraine is actually ramping up its efforts to get even more donations. I mean, I think they've used almost 14 million in crypto to fund some of their efforts already. 14 million, yeah. They've used 14 million of the 50 plus. Yeah. They've and already used it. So it, it, there is a use case for it. Absolutely. War. Yeah. Unfortunately, but more is pouring in. And Ukraine actually put out a post on Twitter saying that today, it was supposed to be today, if you donate X amount of Ether, some Ether, your wallet address will be timestamped and you'll be entitled to a new token that they're releasing through what's called an airdrop. So you basically just get a free X amount of this token and it's called, it's called world, oh, a peaceful world token. Nice. So that's what people thought was going to happen. They came out to say on the official Twitter page, where, by the way, you can find their addresses to donate if you want to donate the Ukrainian Twitter page. But they they found out today that they're they're like, no, we're not going to do the airdrop. We're going to look more into doing NFTs. Mm. So I think they still want to reward people for donating sure. with a token, an NFT, but they haven't gotten to that point well, yet. Well, wait, because an airdrop would be, and correct me if I'm wrong, would be a fungible token. And an NFT is a non-fungible token. You're not wrong about the definitions, but I think you can also airdrop NFTs. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> point being, they are utilizing the power of crypto to to increase the amount of money that's being donated. And right. sure, some people are upset because they got a huge spike in donations when they said that they were going to do an airdrop, meaning that some people were were just donating so that they could be entitled to this airdrop. Sure. Either way, Who both cares? sides benefit. Yeah. Both sides benefit. And yeah, it'll be interesting, especially since Ukraine's decentralized autonomous organization that was set up to benefit Ukraine, they listed a Ukrainian flag NFT that already sold for over $6 million. Whoa. Yeah. So okay. it's it's already being tested and proven to work. So we'll see if if they do roll out some NFT collection that then you can, you know, show that, hey, I actually helped the war effort. Right. But I mean, the the fact that we can make these payments so quickly and they can utilize these payments and we can issue new payments and all of this is expedited. You know, you, you have your big corporations donating, obviously. And in fact, big props to Lego. We all know Lego, love Lego. Absolutely. $16 million they've donated. That's incredible. Yeah. And Wells Fargo, the main beneficiary of all the bank closures in Russia. Let me guess, a billion. Oh, yeah. That would be nice. That would be nice. Try a million. Wow. $1 million. That's like... That's a slap in the face. That's insulting if, if I'm being honest. Absolutely. So crypto is the key and it's exciting to see where it's going. Yes, will there be... People that are going to use it for illicit purposes. Yes, of course. We'll say it again. The U.S. dollar is the same way, yeah. right? You know, Iran's going to use crypto. North Korea is going to use crypto. Russia is going to use crypto. Okay. But if the good guys can also use crypto, then... It's I, an equal playing yeah, field. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's an unfortunate case study 
that we true. that we're true. seeing this play out in, but it's working the way that it was intended. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty impressive to me. Finally, we all in in relation to everything we've been talking about, I wanted to just talk about how Bitcoin accumulation addresses have been increasing. And what does that mean? Yeah. So Glassnode is this data analytics company that looks into trends in cryptocurrency and they found that accumulation addresses. So what an accumulation address is basically just a Bitcoin wallet that is is gaining more Bitcoin over time and not spending it. So people are buying more, they're adding more to their wallets and they're not spending it. And Glassnode found that we have hit an all-time high of accumulation addresses. So almost 570,000 addresses are accumulating Bitcoin, not selling it on the market. And basically what that means is we're reducing volatility of Bitcoin, the the day-to-day fluctuation, because it's just sitting in a wallet. It's not on the market being sold. It's a store of value. Store of value. Similar to gold. It's not like you're spending your gold, right? Maybe turn it into a watch, but... That's it. You know, mm-hmm. you're holding the gold mm-hmm. and you're holding the Bitcoin. Absolutely. So this is just another yet again good sign for the sustained value long term of Bitcoin. Well, and also assets. North America is is installing a lot of Bitcoin ATMs. So and obviously I'm sure El Salvador is part of that as well. But the fact that now you're going to be able to access it. Uh, you know, I, I saw it at the grocery store the other day, you know, crazy. Uh, it's like, um, yeah, you got to pay a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it, the accessibility of it, the fact that people are, are storing their value and they see the value and yeah, go buy some, <laughs> not, not, not investing advice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the roundup. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. No. Right. So that's the roundup. I'm, I'm not on you. I'm, it's oh. not your camera time. Right. It's my camera time. And it's time for the charts. All right, let's take a look at Bitcoin. Right now, we're sitting right at about 41,000. Remember last week, we talked about this inverted head and shoulders pattern. It looked like it might be compromised last week because of the Russia-Ukraine situation. We had a big drawdown in all the markets. But then on the 28th, we had a huge pump which looked good, potentially people moving money out of the Russian markets into store of value, safe haven like Bitcoin. Temporarily, we broke out of this inverted head and shoulders. It looked like we might be going up. Stopped at the 100-day moving average, right below 45,000. That became the resistance. Now we are pulling back towards the 40K range. 40 is a huge support. We've touched it one, two, three, four, five, six times now. Option A is we're coming back to touch the 40K to turn our previous resistance into new support and then move back up. Option B is we break through 40 and we head back down to 30. So let's take a look at these previous moves. We've got bear flag, as you can see here, that moved down into a bear pennant currently. So the momentum is bearish. We still have our death cross in play. If you see here, typically the pole of the pennant or flag corresponds to the following breakdown. So take a look at this. They're almost identical. When flags and pennants break down, you can usually measure it based on the previous pole. So we'll take a look at this. We'll take this pole. 
And if this bear pennant does decide to move down, there you go, right in this 28 to 30 range. Not out of the question. In fact, I'm leaning bearish right now. Let's take a look at our other chart. We're still just chopping back and forth. Once again, 25 to 30 would be a sweet spot to start adding more to your portfolio. Let's take a look at total market cap. Total market cap, similar situation. We've got this bear flag and this bear pennant. Once again, if we take this pull from the bear pennant, boom, we're right back down to that 1.1, 1.2 trillion range. Scary thought, but if it happens, it's very similar to where we were at a year ago. Now, if we look at the S&P 500, there is some developments there. Uh, this does look like a head and shoulders pattern that briefly broke below, came back up. If it breaks again, chances are it's a free fall. Not to scare anybody, we are not out of the woods yet. Now, what's the best way to manage risk and still be an investor? Well, dollar cost average. Don't panic. Patience. We talk about all this stuff. It's because if you look at it constantly, you might have a heart attack sometimes, especially if you've got a few dollars in there. Dollar cost average. That's why we talk about it because it takes the emotion out of it. You don't panic. You stay the course. You add a little bit on a weekly or monthly basis and you ride out the storm. That's how you do it. Now, with that being said, let's go on to our dollar cost averaging. First, I've got Sia Coin. Sia Coin has been riding this bottom of the previous move for quite some time now, almost a year, and it's a fraction of a penny right now. Next is IOTA. IOTA has been doing the same thing. It's been close to the bottom here of the previous move. It's been about a year. You can see once it hit kind of double bottomed here and moved up. Perhaps we get another double bottom here and move up. So check out IOTA. Lastly, I think it's finally time to get into Solana. Solana has been beat up, but had a huge parabolic rally last year. Right now it's at the 0.786 of our Fibonacci retracement. Now could be a good opportunity to pick up some Solana. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to like and subscribe. Leave a comment if you'd like. We appreciate that. And we're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll see you next week. 